welcome to Resilience in the End, a weekly podcast that recognizes we're in serious trouble, but stubbornly focuses on how to find community and joy in the chaos. I'm your host, Polly, and today we are going to talk about answering the question of what will people come to you for in the end of the world, aka sharing and honing skills. Sounds a little dark, but uh, it is important, and I think we can spin it positively. Uh, but we'll talk about that further on. But first, I want to say a big thank you to the supporter of this particular podcast, KPL. Thank you so much. They, I don't know if I should blow up your spot or not. I know who you are. <laughs> they have very kindly uh, bought me several coffees on Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, that is a great way to support this podcast, uh, to help upkeep the website and keep everything going. Um, so you can do that. The link is down below wherever you're listening. You can also support this podcast by rating and leaving a review on wherever you listen to podcasts. It, it helps. It's much appreciated. And yeah, thank you so much for everybody listening so far. So yeah, this podcast is framed by the question, what will people come to you in the end of the world for? Or if you don't like my grammar, what will people come to you for in the end of the world? We tackled a similar idea from a little bit more of a broad philosophical lens in episode three, where we talked about activism and finding your passions and skills in relating that to activism. But I want to dig into skill building a little bit more today in just, uh, again, a practical, tactical way. And just to encourage you to take action in a positive, meaningful way. And yeah, sure, maybe, maybe I'm just suggesting we all start to develop some cool skills that will ultimately make our uh, collective resilience in the end commune deeply awesome someday in the future. Maybe, maybe not. But even if you don't drink the Kool-Aid and join the commune, uh, this is super helpful. <laughs> if you need a little bit of convincing uh, skill building, why is it important? Many reasons. I think for me personally, Skill building is a real opportunity to turn my anxieties about an uncertain and deeply troubling future into tangible action currently. I feel like I'm preparing and building skills for resilience, um, you know, for a future that may be very different than today, but... It's also creating something positive in my life, too. And we'll talk more about the skills I'm thinking about in a minute. But, you know, anything that would be relevant in the end of the world, I think, also has some relevance today. Because building resilience in the end isn't all about buying a million cans of beans from the store and shivering in your basement in fear, waiting for the end. Uh, what, it, what it means, building resilience, is fighting your hardest to avert the worst by taking charge of the present and building more joyful alternatives. The whole premise of resilience in the end is that we're not aiming again for a lone wolf scenario. It's it's a community. It's our it's our future commune where we all have cool skills. I, you know, for one don't want to be pretty good at mending clothes and cooking and repairing solar panels and XYZ. I want to be really good at preserving the food that I grow, and then I share that with the cobbler, the mechanic, 
the the caretaker, the herbalist that I am facing down the apocalypse with. Or, you know, just a random Wednesday when I can share rather than spend my way out of a problem. I think, again, building end-of-the-world skills can make you feel like a crazy person. And it doesn't have to be like that. You can be preparing for a future that you hope will not come, but it's also doing some pretty cool stuff for you in, in the future, right? My my garden has gotten me friends. It's gotten me food. It's gotten me eggs. You know, it's, it's not just... I, I'm I'm here prepared for the end of the world. It's it's positively influencing my current life too. So, you know, sure, maybe the end of the world won't come. I, I hope that we're gonna uh, very rationally talk some billionaires into taking action and they'll altruistically decide to spend their money uh, for the good of humanity and we, you know, won't have a, a, a bloody coup and everything will be fine and we won't have been too late. You know, maybe the end of the world won't come. But... <laughs> Honing a practical, cool skill that takes you just a little outside of the day-to-day -day capitalist hellscape we're typically forced to operate in is pretty awesome regardless. So whether you're preparing for the end of the world or for, I don't know, next Thursday when your car breaks down, it's all good. It's all beneficial. So let's talk about actual types of skills that I envision when we talk about the end of the world you know what are people going to come to you for when the world is ending or you know when they just don't have cash to do what they need to do i think we can think in general and specific terms so in my mind we're thinking general is handyman specific auto mechanic general is gardener specific indoor hydroponics expert uh general is a, a competent cook and specific is like the sourdough whisperer i think it's best to have a general area of knowledge while working to perfect specific aspects of that skill set and you know of course none of that stops you from gathering bits and pieces of other skills but to my mind whether we're thinking of an emergency scenario or just day-to-day -day community living you should be honing skills and so should the people around you so that you can have a nice symbiotic relationship of trading expertise rather than eh, everybody being like kind of good at everything, if that makes sense. So for me, I think my general skill is gardening, but maybe more specifically like cultivating food because I enjoy the foraging aspect as well. While my specific skills are canning and fermenting food preservation along with seed saving. So those are the things I think I would best be able to offer to people. So just to spark a few ideas, I'd like to share maybe like 15 skills, I think it is, in no particular order. And this certainly doesn't limit what our collective commune will need as we build a better, more beautiful uh, future. <laughs> so thinking in terms of building and repair, Carpentry, mechanics, general handiness, tech repair. If you are interested in like alternative tech, uh, reclaiming materials, um, like off-grid communications, I really recommend checking out Hydroponic Trash. They are doing really cool things where they like recover old Chromebooks and create off-grid, like totally 
untraceable networks where you can text from several miles away using just like solar panels and it's completely like doesn't require any carrier you know it's it's wild it's above my pay grade but it's certainly something that i would like to learn about sewing and mending obviously critical as we are respecting um you know all the materials that are already in the world and not buying new and then thinking about food systems, my particular passion, uh, maybe more generally, is water purification and saving. There are some people doing really cool, like, rain capture and water capture stuff uh, that's so critical as we move forward into a world where water is becoming more and more precious. Um, seed saving, foraging, plant ID, you know, growing food or just caring for green spaces in general. And then from that, cooking, canning, fermenting food preservation. And then organizational skills. I wasn't exactly sure what to call this one, but I think as we work to build community, we're interacting more and more with other people. Um, and no matter the best intentions, that always, you know, comes with tensions. So figuring people who have the skills to facilitate conversations are going to be critical. Thinking about people who are really good at organizing, community building, people who have like knowledge. This might be people like with a big library, people who are good at research, um, you know, people who just have a great amount of knowledge that they can share with others. Defense, obviously. Um, I think as uh, speaking from the US, society is becoming very fractured. So I think being able to take care of our community, particularly when we are thinking of our friends who are visibly maybe targets for whatever reason, uh, we want to be sure that we have ways to protect them. And then of course, last, certainly not least, are what I kind of called care skills. So thinking of things like first aid, if you're an EMT, uh, that would be awesome. Very helpful skill at any given time. Uh, you might also be like a, an herbalist. You might have a knowledge of natural remedies, know how to make tinctures, things like that. Caregivers, whether for children, elderly folks, uh, you know, people who just need additional support in the day-to-day, -day, caregiving is always critical. I hope as we all build community, we recognize that caregiving has been criminally undervalued and underpaid in our society and figure out ways to support people who are really good at that. Um, and then, of course, things like conflict resolution, mediation. Again, as you build community, people are annoying. <laughs> you know, I'm very pro-community. I also think most people are incredibly annoying. It's not mutually exclusive. You just need to have skills to work through that. So I hope that gives you some ideas. But again, I'm, I'm thinking, um, I don't, I really hate to frame this as like, what are you going to do at the end of the world? Because, I mean, that's my little clickbaity title. But I think it's really helpful to think of like, if for some reason, you know, the electricity went out for a week, what would you be able to do? Or, you know, for whatever reason, you're stuck in your neighborhood for like a week because of a flood or a hurricane and you just it can't get out. I think we think a lot about the end of the world in cinematic terms, when in fact, as we're seeing, it's just a very long, slow, painful decline. So frame your skills that way, right? It's it's good for good for now, good for later. And I think in the spirit of it being the new year, everybody's feeling jazzed, making resolutions or intentions. 
I'd like to set you a little action item. My action item for you is simply to commit to spending one hour per week on developing or practicing your skill. Skill building and development obviously can look like a million different things. It could be doing hands-on projects, taking classes in person or maybe online, reading books, watching videos, you know, anything that really focuses your brain and moves you forward in a positive way. For me, it's quite simple. Gardening will soon take up a lot of time. But for me, what I want to focus on specifically this year is water. And that is like sourcing seeds that do well with limited water. Uh, thinking about rain barrels, getting more of those set up, and then just thinking about ways that I can reduce my water need moving forward because I, I think obviously that's going to be an issue. That to me feels very, very hopeful. It is growing food, saying, yes, I think there's going to be another day. Um, but it's also making me feel more competent and confident in an increasingly unstable world. So I hope that by devoting some time to skill building, something you enjoy and that you want to get really good at, and that provides real value, I hope that your competence in that particular area just fills you with optimism for a brighter future. Because I think that's really it in the end, is, is skill building is not just practical it's it's showing an alternative it's making something instead of buying it that is a beautiful alternative future we all i think sustainability wise want to see it it's just something that i think can can fill us with hope and a little bit of uh security in in ourselves so yeah I would love to hear what your skill is and how you'll be developing it. Definitely, if you go to my website, you can leave a comment and let me know. Um, polybarks.com slash podcast slash 11. It's going to be 1-1, one, one, the numbers. Um, you can also join our Discord. You need to sign up for my newsletter. I don't, we don't just let any, it's open, but I don't want to just have the, <laughs> the link out there. So if you join the polybarks.com newsletter, you can join our Discord and we will talk about that. Or you can send me an email, barksph at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts and what you are doing. Um, I'm, I'm really interested. And to close out this episode, my joy of the week, it is a thing I bought. Um, it was the holidays. I got a new job. I treat myself uh, with a Kelly kettle. It is a kind of a camping thing, but it is a kettle that comes with a a uh, place to put in like twigs and paper underneath the kettle. So it's you know, you can use it outside without a campfire and it requires like hardly any inputs to get it boiled. It's fun. I'm so excited. It was delightful to go outside and uh, be able to just boil up some water for tea. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was really fun. Just one of those weird little things that like encourages me to stay outside rather than coming in and grabbing the kettle. And yeah, just a fun, fun little thing that I bought. It was great. <laughs> All right. That is it for this week. Uh, again, I would love to hear what skills you are looking forward to building in this new year. And yeah, be well. I will talk to you soon. Bye.